ready to be encouraged and equipped for the authentic life of victory God has prepared for you. Welcome to Real Victory Radio with your hosts, Amy Elaine Martinez and Latan Roland Murphy, two friends, both devoted wives and moms who have a passion for Jesus and huge hearts for the broken. Amy Elaine is an inspirational speaker, author, and Bible teacher. Latan is an award-winning author, sought-after speaker, and Bible teacher, too. Get ready for some real talk about real life and answers to how you can be courageous and live in victory. Now, here's your hosts, Amy Elaine and Latan. Hey, friends. Welcome to Real Victory Radio. I'm your host, Amy Elaine Martinez. Latan is not in studio with me today, but I have a special guest that I know you are going to enjoy Edie Melson is with us today. She is a woman of faith with ink-stained fingers experiencing life through the lens of her camera. No matter whether she's talking to readers, fellow creatives, or writers, her first advice is always find your voice, live your story. I love that. As an author, blogger, and speaker, she's encouraged and challenged audiences across the country and around the world. Her numerous books reflect her passion to help others develop the strength of their God-given gifts and apply them to their lives. Edie has this to say about her heritage. I'm creative out of self-defense. As a daughter of an artist mother and a musician turned photographer father, I'd have been a disgrace if I hadn't been true to my own creativity. We are going to have so much fun getting to know her today. I can't wait to talk to her more about her book, Soul Care for When We're Weary. Edie's a popular speaker and a board member of the Advanced Writers and Speakers Association and the director of Blue Ridge Mountains. Christian Writers Conference, and the social media director of Southern Writers Magazine, and so much more. You can connect with her on her website at ediemelson.com and through Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. She and her husband, Kirk, have been married 38-plus years and have raised three sons. They live in the foothills of the Blue Ridge Mountains in South Carolina, where they love to hike and wander the mountains. Welcome to the show, Edie. Thank you. I am excited to be here. Well, I am thrilled to have you. We have a mutual friend in Latan. She cannot say enough good things about you. She just has told me so much about you and about what a great job you do with the Blue Ridge Mountains Christian Writers Conference. I would love to attend one day. And if you're looking for a writers conference, it is a good one from what I have heard. So thank you for being with us today. And I want to give you so much time to talk about this book I started reading your book and it was so refreshing I felt so much more nourished and just closer to God in ways that I hadn't experienced before and that's one of my first questions for you how have you used creativity to forge a connection with God during difficult times and just as a different way of approaching our time with God Well, for me, creativity was the way that God got me through one of the hardest times in my life in recent years. Uh, Back in 2015, my father uh, passed away because of Alzheimer's. And, you know, anybody who has a loved one who is battling dementia, in particular Alzheimer's, knows what an intense, grueling, long-term battle it is. 
And so I found myself about a year out before he passed away, just absolutely exhausted. I was in the middle of trying to fulfill book contracts, and I was directing this conference and a couple of others, and I was speaking, and I was just absolutely used up. And I, I knew that what I needed was more of God. But the truth of the matter was I didn't have time for an in-depth Bible study or intense hours-long getaway or even in the day uh, a time to retreat. And so I just cried out to God and said, I need you and I don't know how to find you. And I felt him whisper in my soul that I just needed to to connect with him um, through creativity. He, he basically promised me that he would show up in those in-between moments of life and what was happening. And the way that happened was I began carrying a little sketchbook, a little notebook in my purse. I had a set of four colored pencils that I had picked up for free off of some giveaway table somewhere. And I would find myself in the waiting room or uh, at, at doctor's appointments or at the hospital or at the hospice house, just sitting and doodling Bible verses. Or maybe it was just a word or maybe I would draw a flower or something like that. But what I found was that that creativity, that moment of mindlessness gave me a mindful time with God because I was focused on his word and and crying out to him. And those times just, he multiplied the minutes into concrete strength to get me through the next few hours. Edie, Latan told me that we were going to make a connection, and she was so right, because I could just cry right now. I am literally stepping into that same season with my mama, and it's been hard. I just spent a week in Oklahoma, and it was three ER visits and doctor's appointments, and she does have dementia, likely Alzheimer's, and we are just beginning this journey, and I have wondered, how in the world am I going to be able to pursue God in a way that is going to fulfill me and get enough of what I need from him to make it through those days. So I just love that this is so much of a divine appointment with us here. And I know it's going to bless our <laughs> listeners. So That's amazing. And the thing of it is, is that, you know, I think of it, or I went into it thinking of, I only have five minutes. How is this going to help get me through the next few hours? But God lives outside of time, and he can fill those five minutes with with himself in a way that will sustain us for days. He's so good like that. I know in your book you said when we're hurting and the stress of the world presses in, we need to be reminded that God is still the answer, and he's always present, and he cares deeply about every aspect of our lives even as he works to bring good from the bad. So I really resonated with your book. And the fun part of doing your book was that it got me out of my box. I am not, I cannot color in the lines. I am not crafty (laughs) at all. But what your book showed me was that I didn't have to be and that God would still meet me in, you know, just the different ways. And you had so many different ways of 
approaching him and really getting to experience the playful, fun side of God. Can you give us some examples of what that might look like for the listeners when they're reading your book? Well, I think that it's really important to understand that that God is the ultimate creative. And and he loves to bless us. He loves to bring joy. And frankly, that means playtime. And for some reason, our society has decided that playtime is wasted time. And and God is, is not a God doesn't agree with that. I really believe. That's why he gave us a Sabbath. And so I think it's really important to understand that when we take time for creativity, then we're also nurturing that creative part of us that we have inherited from him. And we should not neglect becoming more like him, even in the ways that feel frivolous. And I think that that I think about one, uh, one thing that I had people do in the book that really was meaningful for me was I talked about uh, being a stone dropper rather than a stone thrower, of course, referencing when the woman was brought before Jesus to be stoned. And I realized that I often throw stones at myself more than at others. And so what I did is I wrote some of the things that I thought about myself, some of the lies that I believed on these little river stones that I had in in my that were in my office. And I went out one day to uh, a local lake and I just threw them in and realized how freeing that was that I could get rid of those. I read that exact devotional yesterday in the book, and I loved the idea of being able to take what really is not of God and toss it away and quit bombarding ourselves with that. So that was a really, really good one. And another one I liked was that um, you had us write out pieces um, on a piece of paper some things and then cut them up and maybe put them away in an envelope and saying that we would never let those things, uh, the shoulds, be stuck to us anymore. Uh-huh. Tell us a little bit about that one. Well, early on in my faith journey, I heard a speaker, I mean, it's probably been 30 years ago, uh, talk about that we become just laid down with other people's expectations, the shoulds. Um, of, of this life. And I remember her standing up and looking at us and pointing a finger and saying that I drew a line in the sand and I told this person, don't shoot on me. And those words have just always rung in my head when I, I feel like I should do this or I should do that. I, in my mind, I can hear this woman saying, don't shoot on me. And I think it's really important to understand that God is always doing new things in our lives. And that just because we did something yesterday doesn't mean we have to do the same thing today. That's so good. And I did that. I actually did do that. And it was freeing. You talk a lot about journaling in this book. How has journaling impacted your life personally? Well, journaling has been a lifeline for me for for all of my adult life. Um, My oldest son served uh, two tours in Iraq as a frontline infantry Marine. And uh, it was my prayer journal 
that got me through that. Uh, and it was not a pretty journal. It, it was ink spattered. It was tear stained. And uh, I, but it was where I poured my heart out to God. And it was also where I first learned that, that God was fine with messiness. Um, it's okay to come to him with a messy heart, uh, with a messy life, and with messy expectations. And just pour it all out to him, and he will take that mess and make a masterpiece. Um, and later on, God used those journals to become the basis of three different books that I wrote. And so I use journaling to process. I use journaling to pour out the feelings that I have. And I use journaling to teach myself on almost a daily basis that I don't have to be perfect and neither does my life for it to be um, meaningful to God. That's so good. I remember I wrote a devotional one time that's on my website that talks about what the importance of journaling, because it allows us a place to look back later on at what God did for us during that time. Because when we pour out our hearts and our just with tear stained pages, like you said, before him on those pages, and then years later, months later, weeks later, we can go back and see how he met us in that place. It gives us hope for what he can do for us in our current season. So I love journaling. I don't do it every day, but I do it a lot. I know that you're a woman of prayer. How does prayer feed into this creative connection with God? Well, for me, prayer is a conversation. Um, for years, I used to look at prayer as something that I had to do well, uh, particularly when my son was in Iraq. I was terrified that my prayers weren't going to be good enough, and somehow that would affect how, uh, whether he stayed safe or not. And God used that time to show me that prayer was all about a conversation. God already knows how I feel. And so all I'm doing is basically talking it out with God, talking out life. And so since those days, uh, my prayer life has, begun, has become an ongoing conversation with God. I mean, I will find myself praying as I'm, as I'm driving down the highway. And they're not formal prayers, but it'll be more like, okay, God, I'm here I feel like I'm late, but I think there might be a purpose in this. Can you just show me this? Am I missing something? It, it has just become an exercise in relationship, really. He's become, through the fact that I come to him regularly and just with no pretense, he has become my best friend. That is the sweetest thing, and he is our friend, and he calls us friend. These are such beautiful, short, little moments of time that we can capture with God. And I loved how the devotions in your book really are just capturing a moment in time with God where he can nourish us and really give us the soul care that we need. Because I know that there are so many things out in the world that we can reach out for, but they, they don't offer the peace that God brings us. They don't offer the lasting peace that he brings us. You have a women's conference called Soul Care. How is this the same or different from your books? 
Um, it is the same in that it is focused on God. It is focused on playtime with God, and it's focused on nurturing that creativity and letting God sort of fill up our souls. Um, but it's different in that it's done in community. So there are other women at the retreat who are also um, doing the same thing. So we have projects that we work on together. We have time where we can just play and share things. We have time where we actually go out and uh, take photographs. And so it's not all focused on crafty things, but it's all focused on creativity. And I love seeing how women blossom when they realize that, that we don't have to be artists to be creative. There's, there's such a, an expectation when we sit down to create something. You know, we, we have that invisible Michelangelo sort of thing in the back of our head, and we think, I need to know how to draw or how to do this or how to do that. But the fact of the matter is God takes as much joy as a messy coloring page as we do when our children give us something like that. That's so true. And I'm so grateful for that because I am not a good colorer at all. <laughs> Edie, you have shared so much good insight for us. There, You have a whole series of books, the Soul Care series by Edie Melson, Embracing God, Exploring Creativity. And some of the upcoming titles, or maybe they're already out, are Soul Care When You're Grieving, Soul Care When the Nest is Empty, and Soul Care for Creatives. And you have one Soul Care for Writers. And I wrote underneath some of the information that I got from you, I need every single one of those. Where can we find your books? Well, they're available online, but they're also available, um, can be ordered through your local retailers. Um, and they're, most of them are even available as ebooks. So, and I have a, um, a Facebook group, a private Facebook group called Soulful Inc., I-N-K, and it is a group of women and men who get together and, um, uh, basically connect with God through creativity. We just finished a two-week session with my close friend, Diane Mills, where she talked about um, living a, a, leaving a creative legacy and talked about how we can do that, how we can leave that creative, inspirational um, legacy to those who come after us. So it's, uh, I'm always looking for ways to to help people get a break from the stress of life and seek out time with God, even if it's just a minute. I love the freedom of that because I am in a season where I'm just catching five minutes here, one minute there, and or never knowing when I'm going to be interrupted. And what I, I find myself not wanting to step into those, those quiet places with God because I'm like, I'm just going to get interrupted. And I know that young moms feel like that. And now that I'm in that caregiving stage with my mom, I never know when, you know, I'm going to have to hop up or I'm going to get a phone call or, you know, something is going to be immediate. And so in some ways, it keeps me from getting to that place. But your book has shown me that there's some easy ways to dive in deep quickly and that that's enough with God, that he's not worried about us having some long drawn out time with him. He will meet us in the in-between moments and show up. But like you said before, such a beautiful thought. One scripture that I want to read 
is he gives strength to the weary and strengthens the powerless. That's from Isaiah 40, 29. And that is so true. We can find our strength in him. Edie, is there just, we only have a few minutes left before we're going to pray for the listeners, but are there maybe one or two practical applications that you could give to the listeners and to me, because I'm hungry for it right now. Well, I think one of the biggest things to do is to, um, I, I carry a little pouch with me everywhere I go. It's small enough that it fits in any of my purses, and it has um, it has a pad of paper in it, has a couple of my favorite colored pencils, it has a, a marker or two, and I carry it with me, and I try to make certain that particularly when I'm stressed or when I'm in a situation when I, I sort of wish I could feel better, that I realize that I have the tools with me to do that. And um, so I am constantly looking for that. And sometimes I will print out, when I have, a time, when I have time, I'll print out Bible verses, um, you know, either a list of them, a list of references, or maybe the verse itself, and I might stick that on a sticky note and put it in the back of that notebook. And then I have something right there where I can immediately go to God with that. That and is of course, so the good. other thing is, um, you know, to take advantage of that. It's very easy to pull out our phones and play a game as opposed to pulling out a pad of paper and exercising that creative gift that God has given us. So really being intentional, be prepared with a little pouch of goodies to take that moment and then being intentional about taking it for God and not just for the easy, immediate gratification stuff that we can find at the tips of our fingers on our phones. Those are both great ideas for us, for the listeners. Edie, we are out of time. It's been such a wonderful time. Thank you for showing us the playful side of God and how we can embrace that and walk in it would you pray out the show for me i absolutely or for us (laughs) most gracious heavenly father how privileged we are to be your sons and daughters and to have inherited that creativity that is just part of the essence of who you are lord father we live in a world that bombards us from every direction uh with uh telling us that we're never enough, that we don't have enough time, that there are things we should do, that there are things we can't do. And Lord, I pray for peace on every person who's listening. I pray for true peace that comes only from you. And when we hear those lies come at us, I pray that we will look to you for the truth, that we will look to you as our refuge, as uh, that rock that we can cling to, and that strong power that we can run into when life just gets heavy, Lord. I pray for protection for all of those who are near the sound of my voice, Lord. I pray that you would remind them of how much they are loved. Lord, we owe everything to you and to your Son, and it is in his precious name that we pray. Amen. Edie, thank you so much for that. Amen. It has been such a pleasure to have you on the show. I appreciate your time and excited to let our listeners know all about this soul care series that you have, Embracing God and Exploring Creativity. You can find 
more information about Edie at ediemelson.com and connect with her in all the places and that Facebook group, the Soulful Inc. I-N-K. Go find out more about this because I know that it is going to nurture you and we all need soul care. So thank you so much for being with us, Edie. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And listeners, remember, we love hearing from you. We want to know what topics you're interested in, what shows have spoken to you, and any feedback that you have for us is so appreciated. You can email us at gocourageously at realvictoryradio.org and head over to the website at realvictoryradio.org to get connected with us. You can join the Victory Movement. Remember, we are a listener-supported radio outreach program helping you to stay connected, get in the Word, get real, ready and equipped for an authentic life of real victory. Now go out and go courageously and live victoriously. Thanks for making Real Victory Radio part of your day. We hope you were encouraged by today's episode of Real Victory Radio with Amy Elaine Martinez and Latan Roland Murphy. Go to amyelaine.com to find out more about Amy's ministry, including her book, Becoming a Victory Girl. And go to latanmurphy.com to learn more about her award-winning book, Courageous Women of the Bible. Real Victory Radio is a listener-supported radio ministry outreach. We depend on your prayers and donations. Check out the Victory Movement for ways you can partner with us to reach listeners with the power to go courageously and live in victory. Please join us again Saturdays at 6 a.m. and 4 p.m. for Real Victory Radio.